Dudes of Kung Fu. Hey all, welcome to the pilot episode of Dudes of Kung Fu. I'm Big Sean Madigan. and uh, I'm Alex Richter. And this is the first of hopefully a long-running podcast on all things martial arts. Yeah, but you have to be fair. It's like most pilot episodes are never as good as like once they're like two, three seasons into it and they get moving. <laughs> like if you ever look at the first season of Seinfeld and compare right. it to like the – like it's a totally different show, right? Okay, so, so don't be disappointed. This episode is going to suck, but the ones in the future will get better. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So a little bit about us. Um, I'm Big Sean. I'm from New York. I'm a, I always describe myself as a, a fat kid from Brooklyn who loves martial arts. Loves JKD, Jeet Kune Do, and loves Wing Chun. Um, I uh, wrestled in school. I am a Jeet Kune Do instructor and Wing Chun instructor in Staten Island, New York now. And although I don't, quote unquote, this, this podcast is not going to represent any certain lineage, but uh, I do Jeet Kune Do under Steve Golden, who trained with Bruce Lee in the L.A. Chinatown School. And I'm a student instructor under Tom Kagan in Wing Chun in uh, Moyat Wing Chun. And Alex? Yeah, I've been teaching Wing Chun in New York City now for almost 15 years. And I've been doing martial arts since I was eight. But I'm not going to tell you how long uh, uh, I've, I've been doing martial arts altogether because then that will give away my age. Uh, but yeah, uh, Wing Chun is pretty much my passion. And I've been training it uh since I was a teenager and also uh, for the last 10, 15 years or so, I've also been traveling to Hong Kong quite extensively. In fact, I think I've been to Hong Kong 25 times now. It's to the point now where I even recognize the people at the immigrations counter and I know which ones go faster than the others. So I've basically taken my lifelong passion of kung fu movies and martial arts and, and now have kind of somehow managed to make a career out of it. So I'm very excited to have another chance to basically talk about the stuff that I love doing with one of my good friends, Sean, here. So This is awesome because like, if, if nothing else, I'm jealous of Alex for several things. One, the fact that he looks like he'd, he could eat pizza and not gain an ounce. And it's not true. The, the fact that he's been to Hong Kong, I, I just love. And in case you really don't know us that well, um, one of the ways you can tell us apart through this is that when we say Chinese words... If they sound like they're being said correctly, Alex is saying them. If they sound like they're being said by a kid from Brooklyn, that's me, Sean. <laughs> but I think everything that you say sounds like it's being said by a kid from Brooklyn. Yeah, this is that's true. Pretty this is much true. what you are. <laughs> right. I, I do my best. So, uh, yeah, so I'm a uh, 100% self described 50 year old fat man from Brooklyn who absolutely loves martial arts. So what we're going to do on this podcast is we're going to talk about our passions and hopefully it's stuff that you're interested in. Um, I have a pretty extensive background in Jeet Kune Do. That was my first, as an adult, first martial art that I took seriously. You know, as a kid, I, I did uh, jujitsu, I did uh, other various nonsense, and I wrestled in high school. But as far as an adult, JKD was my first love. And right. I learned some Wing Chun as well, but... I like to qualify that by saying I learned Wing Chun taught by JKD people who <laughs> meant well, but were not exactly well versed in, in Wing Chun. But, and I'll get into that. But the podcast is really going to focus on uh, JKD, Wing Chun, uh, fitness, like uh, losing weight, getting fit to fight. And we can, we're going to talk a little bit about the history and traditions of uh, the yeah. martial arts that we love. And we're both passionate 
MMA, UFC fans. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we will definitely be talking about the UFC a lot. It's uh, to us. It's all about a martial arts life. Yeah. We this is what we live. You know, this is our passions. We all love our families. We all love what we do, but we love martial arts a lot. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and, and I think there's also uh, nowadays with mixed martial arts is kind of a bit of a, a stigma that if you do traditional martial arts, they they tend to think that people who do traditional martial arts. Uh, might not be interested in MMA or uh, might not be interested in, in, in those kind of so-called more modern martial arts. But although I'm an absolute Wing Chun freak, I love Chinese martial arts, uh, I really have an interest in all martial arts. And, uh, you know, I'm just at, uh, as comfortable watching a judo match as I am watching an MMA match as I am watching some old guy do Tai Chi in the park. I think it's all really fascinating and, and I look forward to hopefully uh, breaking some of the stereotypes that, you know, like at least in my case, uh, as a traditional martial artist that we, you know, uh, maybe don't know what's going on in the in the so-called modern MMA world. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm pretty much a geek about that stuff, too. I even got my wife into MMA, and she loves it. We don't miss an That's episode awesome. of The Ultimate Fighter. We watch all the big cards, and, and, and now she actually has a vocabulary about, like, oh, she's saying, oh, look, her, her you know, her takedown defense is horrible. <laughs> uh, or, you know, oh, like, you know, I don't think that guy's going to have a chance against John Jones striking. Like, now my wife says stuff like that. And that's I'm just awesome. like, wow, that's that's pretty amazing. So, yeah, and you know, and she's a lawyer from Hong Kong. So, you know, if that says anything, you know, I guess MMA definitely has a really, really big appeal now, even even for us traditional folk. Oh, my, my wife has zero bid, zero interest in martial arts, <laughs> zero bid in the UFC. She thinks we're all a little weird, and um, you know, it's she thinks we're obsessed with it. But I, I keep her around anyway because she cooks really good. <laughs> well, I think also uh, one thing you need to mention too is uh you're also on this great fitness quest now these days and yeah I i'm uh, let people know about that a bit so i'm i about seven or eight months ago i decided that i had enough pizza i've had enough french fries well almost enough <laughs> and um i decided to change some things around and i hired a nutritionist and um personal trainer and um i'm putting the work in and i'm working hard and i'm down over 100 pounds so far and uh, I, but I still have a long way to go. Um, if anybody knows me, knows my, ever seen me on Facebook, you'll know that I'm a big guy. I wasn't always a big guy. I used to be a pretty in shape wrestler. But um, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm working hard at it. And I've learned so much about the science of losing weight. And the science, I hate even saying losing weight, I, the science of getting fit. Sure. Because to me, being fit is more important than what the numbers on the scale is. Right. If I always look at it, losing weight now is if I focus on getting as fit as I can possibly be, eat as healthy as I possibly can eat, the scale will take care of itself. Yes, right. And, I, and people say to me, like, one of the most annoying, quote unquote, annoying questions people always ask me is, how much did you lose this week? Right. And I know they mean well. Sure. Like I know, like hey, listen, they're 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 concerned, you know, and they're 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 in my corner, but I like try to stop to stop looking at it that way. Right. I really look at it like, no, I, I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at hey, I walked a mile without stopping. Yeah. To me, that's a greater achievement than if I say if I lost four pounds. Right. I you know I can do this now that I couldn't do before, and you know I'm starting to work again with the martial arts. I uh, and I've I've set like little benchmarks for myself. Like when I sure. hit things, I'm. I kind of stopped teaching, except privately for with a couple of close friends. And um, but I like what you said before, as regarding uh, traditionalists, quote unquote, traditional martial artists right. who they're into MMA. Right. People think that we don't know MMA. That's right. 
Do you run into that a lot? I mean, Absolutely. Well, I think we also get a bad rap from a lot of the kind of very staunch conservative traditional martial arts who, you know, will write comments like, well, there hasn't been a real kung fu guy in UFC yet. You know, if this guy tries to take me down, I'm just going to gouge out his eyes with my, you know, right. it's, it's, you know, secret tiger move or whatever. And I think that... Uh, Monkey steals the peaches. Exactly. <laughs> and I think, unfortunately... Uh, uh, a lot of traditional martial artists get a bad rap and get kind of lumped in with those guys as well. But if you look actually at MMA these days, you're starting to see as the level increases, you're starting to actually see a lot more traditional techniques in mixed martial arts. And it's always kind of funny, like, for example, uh, Junior DeSantos, when he was fighting was Rothwell, like uh, last month, um, he gave him, you know, this front thrust kick right in the center of his chest and sent him flying across the room, which... For every, anybody who does Wing Chun, really, it's like a, a, a front thrust kick, a front kick, right? But it was like, no, it's the 300 kick. It's the Sparta kick, you know? And it's like all of a sudden all this old stuff, you know, this traditional stuff pops up in MMA, but they will give it like some kind of new name, right, you know, sure. uh, uh, like like uh, now the uh, one of the things that's a bit controversial is that lead leg a sidekick because as you know in one of the rules in MMA is you can't strike against the joints right so you can't do for example the classic a straight sidekick to the knee which you see in Wing Chun you see in Jeet Kune Do but what um, I think Greg Jackson is one of the guys who started they figured out if you throw the kick above the knee basically right, the, the lower part of the thigh yeah. you're kind of getting around the rules that it's against the joints but you can imagine this is still very dangerous and suddenly you see lead leg sidekicks done to the knee and it's not a lead leg sidekick to the knee it's an oblique kick right and it's sure. like it's like something new and and uh it's it's kind you know as a traditional martial artist I have to roll my eyes when suddenly something that is super super old and ancient uh, has success in in MMA or UFC and they need to give it some kind of new name sure. to make it seem sexier than right you know, right I, I love it also I mean I think it was during the was it during the, the Jones fight the Bones Jones fight that, that he threw a what I call a G Tech or or was it it was either an oblique kick or or a G Tech he throws those all the time yeah and what what I like about that is for me it's more as a JKD guy, it's more than what the technique is. I kind of dig on the timing. Yeah. And I kind of dig on the whole interception factor. Right. You know, how when 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 you kind of can take a step back to draw in your opponent a little bit and can time your kick to his step forward so that you catch him on the weight the weight change. Right. That's 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 the beauty of martial Absolutely. arts. And I don't care if it's a traditional martial artist or an MMA guy doing it. That beauty of the of the timing of the interception, that that's universal. That's Absolutely. a principle as opposed to belonging to Muay Thai or belonging to Wing Chun or JKD or right, right. whatever martial art we're going to call it. But I, what I found cool is the other day, I posted a video of uh, a, a guy, I think he was a Navy SEAL. I don't remember his name. I wish I did. They said he has a very active podcast. And, and in the... In the in his video, it was like a five minute video on my it's on my Facebook wall. He talks about how the best martial arts to do, in his opinion, is uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and boxing, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Right. right. And I and he says why? Because they work. Right. And I posted on my wall and I says I, I agree with this guy hundred percent. Right. And man, did I catch flack. Dude, I got so many messages. I don't get a lot of messages. Well, who'd, on you, who'd you catch flack from? Like from the tr- from JKD guys. Wow. 
uh, and Wing Chun people. Sure. And they're like, well, then why do you do Wing Chun? If you don't like what we do, why do you do Wing Chun? Because <laughs> you're not allowed to like anything else if you do one thing, right? Well, what, what, what bothered them is that I, I agreed with him that I right. thought his what he was saying was true. Sure. And I do think it's true. Yeah. But why do I do Wing Chun? Because I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And and that should be enough explanation for anybody. Right. Why do I do Wing Chun? I love it. Yeah. Why do I play the acoustic guitar more than the electric guitar? Because I kind of dig on it. Right. They're both guitars. Right. I you know I I like it. But if I had to look at and be fair, if you walk into the average box, if you walk into Gleason's gym, and you say, okay, I'm gonna g- give me a guy who's training here three nights a week for the last year. And then walk into the average martial arts school here on Staten Island sure. and say, give me a guy who's been training here three nights a week for a year. I'm sorry, but the boxer's going to mess him up. Sure, absolutely. And it's not because, maybe not that boxing is better, but boxing's trained better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right? it has a much more realistic uh, style of training, and they also focus on the most important things right from the start in terms of punching. It's exactly right. right. It's, 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 it's a, an attribute development system right. as opposed to a memorization right you know they like i when i used to i ran a little mma thing for a while um we weren't very good but we tried um and um actually i were trained with matt thornton from straight right. blush Gyms for a sure, while sure. he's he's phenomenal right. he's been here and um i i learned so much and one of the things that i i learned is that it's all from matt was this whole idea of attribute development over memorization right and when people say well how many techniques am i going to learn a class i love to remind them that well mike tyson knows four yeah <laughs> he doesn't throw jam cross hook uppercut he probably can't spell any of those words <laughs> but he knows four sure, techniques sure, sure how many more techniques do you need Absolutely. If you had 15 techniques, are you not going to be able to beat Mike Tyson? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know people I mean? forget a, a lot of the best fighters and the best martial artists are actually people who specialize. If you look at um, if you look at Bill Superfoot Wallace, he could only kick with his left leg, but right. he was much better with his one leg than the other people were with two legs and all the different kicks they could throw. So I think, uh, yeah, uh, if, if, if history teaches anything, it's like the, the specialists are, are really the ones who tend to uh, be more successful in real fighting, yeah. This is yeah, I agree. I mean, it's 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 finding your niche and, and going with it and right. doing what makes you happy and doing what makes you comfortable. Can you believe it? We're, Fifteen minutes have almost gone by already. Yeah, I know. This is actually a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we we actually planned on making this pilot episode pretty short, basically, and just to pull the curtain down, the iTunes has to listen to the first episode to approve it. So we want to keep the first episode short, to the point, and just give you an idea of who we are, what we do, and what we're going to talk about. So if you dig on Jeet Kune Do, Bruce Lee, you dig on Wing Chun and other Chinese martial arts. Kung Fu movies. Kung Fu movies. <laughs> they make movies about Kung Fu? Uh, they made a couple. A couple? Yeah, one a or couple. two? Yeah, one or two. I got to check it. You know, history, traditions about martial arts. We'll, we're going to talk about fitness, losing weight, and again, MMA storylines. You know, we talk about Ronda Rousey, Conor McGregor, Michael Bisping. I tend to like people in martial arts that are jerks. I don't know why, but I... <laughs> you like I, the heels? I love you, the heels. Were, were you an Iron Sheik fan in the yeah, 80s? <laughs> no, you know what? Yeah, I was actually a Bob Backlund fan. Do you know who Bob Backlund is? Well, he, I know that he's the one that Iron Sheik beat. He had like a four-year... And I only know that because I watched the... 
Iron Sheik documentary on Netflix. <laughs> I cried when I was a kid. I was hysterically in tears when either Bob Backlund lost, Chief J. Strongbow was another wrestler back then. He had this whole Indian thing going on. I used to love that. Now, I don't watch wrestling now. I haven't watched wrestling in probably 35, 40 years. But I used to love the heels, and I don't know why, but I guess in MMA, I love the heels also. <laughs> awesome. Well, looking forward to doing more of these. So, uh, well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, look for us once a week on uh, iTunes, where the uh, dudes of Kung Fu. Dudes of Kung Fu. <laughs> and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.